Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Tommies will battle the nation's best as they finish their home schedule in their first year in Division One. The St. Thomas women's hockey team battles the top-ranked Minnesota Golden Gophers on Thursday, February 17th. $5 tickets are available at TommySports.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McClain, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. When it comes to taking chances, some people like to play poker or shoot dice. Other people prefer to parachute jump, go rhino hunting, or climb ice flows. Well, Still others engage in crime or marriage. But I like to get drunk and drive like a fool. Name me, if you can, a better feeling than the one you get when you're a half a bottle of Chivas in the bag and a gram of Coke up your nose and a teenage lovely pulling off her tube top in the seat next over while you're going 100 miles an hour down a suburban side street. You'd have to watch the entire Mexican Air Force crash land in a liquid petroleum gas storage facility to match this kind of thrill. If you ever have much more fun than that, you'll die of pure sensory overload, I'm here to tell you. Patrick Jake O'Rourke was born November 14, 1947, and unfortunately for the world, he passed away yesterday. Yeah. Ah. Uh, one of my favorite writers ever, him uh, and uh, Hunter S. Thompson, yeah. I uh, discovered at a way too young age. And these two idiots had way more uh, influence on a young Kenny than uh, any two writers yeah. should have. Uh, and while Hunter was, well, I guess we call him a lefty. But Hunter was all over the road. He was, yeah. <laughs> uh, and some people like to call PJ uh, a righty, but he was actually a libertarian. Uh, and he made, for me, at a young age, he made being having conservative views, libertarian views, okay. Because it was then, when I read PJ, that I realized, okay, the Republican Party isn't exactly Ronald Reagan. It's not a tricky dick. It's not these stuffy, uh, these stuffy suits cramming the Bible down your throat. It's fun guys. <laughs> and of the piece I just read for you it was the first paragraph of a piece that was released in 1978 called How to Drive Fast on Drugs <laughs> While Getting Your Wing Wang Squeezed and Still Not Spill Your Drink. <laughs> and it's absolutely ludicrous and hysterical and wrong. And I, I don't think it would be published these days. And if it was nope. published, uh, the guy would get run out of the country. Probably. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and both sides would would go after him. Yeah, for, absolutely. Uh, every, everything sides. he said in there, pretty much. John, you've obviously been a, a fan of PJ. Do you know I, what I was? Yes. What got him? What, what took him down? Do you uh, he, he had lung cancer apparently, oh. and he had been suffering. He had cancer. I don't remember what kind back in the early two thousands. Beat that, and apparently had uh, become sick in the past six months or so, and the lung cancer is what took him eventually. Yeah. 
Uh, I discovered he passed away early uh, this morning when I saw Jeremy. Um, what's Jeremy's last name um, from Top Gear? Anyway, oh, uh, he uh, he had tweeted something, and he tweeted a link to a story that uh, PJ wrote in, I think, 1980 in Car and Driver about driving a Ferrari 308 GTS across country. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just as ludicrous as the piece I uh, just just uh, read you. And, uh, God, he was a good writer. Man. He could. Him, he had in common, I think, with Hunter, they could turn a phrase yeah. that would just, you would be looking at the book and you would start giggling yourself. Know, it was so well written. Yeah. It just put together so yeah. well. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that I was involved in a phone interview with him. Oh, he cool. released a book in the eight, late 80s or early 90s, something about modern manners or something like that. Okay. Uh, this I should have looked that up. Is there a bibliography? Sure there is. <laughs> uh, God, he wrote a lot of stuff. Yeah. Have you ever read Parliament of Horrors? That's it. That was it, brilliant. John. Yeah, Parliament brilliant. of Horrors. That was the book. He yeah. was doing a phoner, um, uh, you know, book tour, but via phone. And mm -hmm. uh, that's when we had him on and had a, t a chance to talk to him. And that's when I really got into his stuff. I actually used to read him in Rolling, both Rolling Stone and mm. then later. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's that conservative stuff he makes? Uh, American Spectator. Okay. Uh, he yep. used to write for that. He was also, uh, and this, I'm aging myself here, but he was one of the first editors of National Lampoon magazine, which was brilliant when I was a kid. That was a funny, because it took so many weird chances, and I was 13. And I thought, oh, yeah. man, this is, this is uh, cutting-edge stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, out there. Would your parents have approved of you reading that stuff if uh, they knew? Yes. They, they would? They would. Oh. I, I tell you, I, here's the one I always use for that magazine. Uh, because it was it was like Mad Magazine mixed with oh right whatever yeah. Rolling Stone. I'm familiar say. with it. Mm -hmm. There's there's a cartoon of Tip O'Neill whispering in Edward Kennedy's ear on the floor of Congress, <laughs> and the caption they put on there was just "Bang, just kidding, Teddy." Which oh my is god, horrible. that's horrible. You know, that's but it's it, but it's so oh. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just awful. And I'm sorry was, I even said it. <laughs> no, uh, you didn't say it. You just quoted it. Uh, I didn't realize his uh, bibliography was going to be this long. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. He was very, uh, very busy. Uh, and it looks like the last thing he did was a cry from the far middle, dispatches from a divided land in uh, 2020. Boy, that pretty much says it, right? Uh, dispatches yeah. The far from, middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dispatches from a divided land. Well, he was politically. He, uh, he, you know, he hated liberals, but in 2016, he voted for Hillary. He said he had no choice. He said, "You can't give Donald Trump the button." Right. <laughs> he said, "You cannot do that." Yeah. So he was, yeah. you know, and he wasn't afraid to say it and lay it well, out no, there. Not, and not I, all, I can't imagine all. his hate mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure he didn't care. I would hope not. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, three kids, and uh, he was married twice, it looks like. Uh, his last marriage was 95, and I believe he was still married uh, yesterday when he passed away. He, he was. His first wife was, remember Sidney Lumet, the director? Yeah. Was, was Sidney's daughter. That Amy. That was his first wife, yes. Yeah. Huh. Which I did uh, not know. I read, I read that actually yesterday when I saw he died. 
Yeah, that did not last long, three years. Uh, but anyway, if you've never heard of P.J. O'Rourke or if it's been a while since you've sampled him, uh, it's really easy to find his stuff on the Internet. Just, yeah. just you know, drive yourself, go crazy, have fun. He uh, mm-hmm. wrote for Playboy, Vanity Fair, Car and Driver, Rolling Stone. He was on 60 Minutes as a, co- a commenter. Um, wow, he was all over the he, place. He was also, I don't know if you ever listened to NPR, but there's a very yes. funny, great thing wait, called Wait, wait, don't wait. tell me. Yeah, he was also one of the panelists on oh. that. Yeah, which was a Sunday morning mm-hmm. trivia show. Yep. Uh, oh, that's a fantastic show. I hate to flog public radio, but my goodness. <laughs> no, My goodness, is. that's a good good show. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, we got our PJ uh, tribute over with. And I actually printed two stories as part of show prep, and I'm going to enjoy those this afternoon. So yeah, I'm going to go. between I've, books. I got a couple of his books that I haven't read in many years. I'm going to dig one out just, just because. Yep. <laughs> You pretty much have to. Uh, so we don't have anything other than that planned. Uh, other than we've <laughs> okay, got, goodbye then. See ya. Oh, man. We've got a whole bunch of leftover stories, and um, <laughs> and I have to lean heavily on both of you two, and both of you two are not feeling good. John, you're throwing up. I'm uh, fine. Every I'm fine. few minutes, and Dawn has the headache thing. <laughs> that, that's got to be driving you. Just another appointment uh, today Ugh. that was canceled. So huh. I'm... Anyway, let's not get. Have into you that. considered self-medicating? <laughs> that doesn't work. Nothing oh, works. So you have tried it. Well, no, no, uh-uh. I think that would only intensify the pain. Yeah. Uh, well, head, uh, booze-wise, it would. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah. All of it. I mean, Tylenol. Yeah. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to depress people. Muscle there are people relaxers. out there that are going uh, that have way worse problems than I do. So I always have to remember that and just trudge on. Oh, what a what a martyr she is. Anyway, um, I have a cool story. Um, I have a cool story about a guy in Alaska. Uh, his name is Billy Ray Macon Sr. And he had a very meager upbringing. He went to Anchorage High School and uh, he lived in a, a Mountain View home. It was a one room shack. With a bathroom. It didn't have running water. Uh, he had no car. He walked an hour to school and back. Come on. And uh, there wasn't much time before he had to head out for his night job on an Air Force base to support his family. Come so on. he didn't have a lot of time to study uh, yeah. because of this. Yeah. Um, and on his high school diploma, way back when, uh, it says there's a big red stamp that says this student met minimum state requirements. Wow. So he never <laughs> decided to hang up that diploma. Um, I should check my diploma, Don. That might, <laughs> might actually. This, this student should be a traffic reporter. Oh, no. So, you know, this is, you know, he went on to do a lot of great things. It didn't define his success, but he wasn't, you know, he was embarrassed about that. Uh, his granddaughter actually knew that this really hurt him, that it weighed on him, that he had this diploma he had to hide. So she went a step further, and um, she wrote this really great, beautiful story, moving story, and put it on social media about um, her grandfather and what an inspiring man he had become. And what had really bothered him was this diploma that had this big red stamp that said, you you barely made it, basically. Really? Yeah. So for his 80th birthday, uh, she was contacted by the school. And so um, they agreed to give him a new diploma. And so he didn't know anything about this. So 
you know, they took him out to breakfast and then they drove up to the school. And uh, when they went inside, uh, all the kids in the school, they had arranged a, a brand new graduation for him. Really? And gave him a cap and gown and made had him walk, you know, wow. and did a new graduation for him. His granddaughter got up and spoke about him and they gave him a new diploma. And he was so, okay with that? He was, yeah, he was really touched. And he says, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable that they would do this for me. So his new diploma like is hanging thing. on the wall. Uh, I think that would piss me off. If they, <laughs> of course it would, Kenny. He'd be like, no, I was a bad student. Don't give me this diploma that doesn't say I was. Yeah, That's what Kenny plus, would say. 60 years later, where were you 60 years ago when I needed you and I needed a good diploma and I needed to get a good job? doesn't yeah. matter. Now I'm 80. I got one foot in the grave. Oh, my gosh. I'm shocked that you you feel this way about a heartwarming story like that, Kenny Olson. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, shocked. Oh, yeah. boy. I want to point out if I would have emailed that as a part of show prep, he would have yelled at me before the show. Oh, yeah. Well, he didn't have anything prepared, so he said, bring whatever you want. Correct. And very nice job just sliding it in there without even telling him. Well That's done. That's right. Well done. Of, uh, yelling at Ross before the show. What did I do before the show, Ross? Oh, he did yell at me. I was I was jamming to some music on my own when nobody was on the line, and then he gets on, I turn the line down. He goes, why don't you listen to a real band? That's Instead of those posers you're listening to. Oh, Sean, no. you'll, you'll love this. He was listening to Green Day, so I chastised him for that and recommended wow. maybe he should listen to uh, local band Magnolias uh, because they're a million times better than Green Day, and they don't wear makeup, uh, and oh, they're not Lord. posers. Yeah. I'm going to start wearing guy liner during the show. Yeah, yeah please do. Take off your glasses. <laughs> wear a ripped black T-shirt. Uh, where uh, where are you with Green Day, John? I like Green Day. Uh, I was thinking, and this I know this sounds odd, but I was shoveling my uh, driveway the other day, and I started singing American Idiot, and I thought to myself, man, he was about 20 years ahead of his time writing that lyric. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was good. That was, that was okay. The, the thing I didn't ever like about them was they're American. And on occasion, he would slip into that British accent. Yeah. Occasion? He, he was, all the time. Yeah. He was he was doing the clash. All there's the a time. Great, there's a great song by Drive-By Truckers uh, where the dad is telling his kid who's heading out on the road what not to do. You know, don't do drugs, don't do this. And the middle line is never sing with a fake British accent. All I, all I can think of when I yeah, hear that, it's exactly. Green Day. It's like, what is it? It's a weird, like, what? it's like, I don't know, very affected. I think one of the things I do when I need to calm down, and I mocked this years ago, but Billy Joe Armstrong and Nora Jones recorded an album doing a bunch of Everly Brothers tunes. Oh, really? And it's fantastic. That sounds great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. I think, look, uh, there's a lot of elements I'll poke fun at Green Day for. I think Billy Joe Armstrong's incredibly talented, and I, I think he was... Ross... Ross. Oh, the co- John. No, I, I agree. I agree with Ross. John, did you listen to the covers he did during the qu- during quarantine? Quarantine, yes. And he, Anything yeah. that kid can do, Paul Westerberg can do way better. Give Here me we a go. break. I don't know Here enough about go. him. I, I don't know enough about him to have an opinion. But um. really, that was kind of your generation, Don. You should be uh, way up on on fake British accents and oh. eyeliner. <laughs> what uh, what year? I mean, I, under, I, I it was totally in the pop early, music genre. They hit in the early 90s. Early yeah. 90s, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I might have been in a... Or so. Dookie is a top 10 album yeah. of all time, Kenny. Fight me. 
I, I like Dookie. Uh, I do. <laughs> and I like American Idiot. So I think my son's first concert was actually Green Day. I think it was. That uh, makes sense. And I used to give him a lot of grief about Green Day, but, you know, I let it slide because he was a kid. He doesn't know any better. Uh, but I made sure that I introduced him to the Magnolias uh, and the Replacements and a bunch of other bands. So he's sure. uh, he's down with all of those guys. As a matter of fact, I think we sent him to that show um, with Shea Cab. I think oh. Shea came over and picked him up because nice. I didn't want him driving down there. Oh, that's sure. nice. All yeah. great bands that you just named, by the way. And another one of my, I think we adopted them as local favorites. Kenny, you and I talked about them before the show. I'm a big Soul Asylum guy. Oh, no, they've they've so. allowed fast rules. They've been around forever. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. And a okay. funny Soul Asylum. Uh, they were playing a gig at uh, Wee Fest Ranch up by Detroit Lakes, right? Uh, my buddy Gene's promoting this show, so we're uh, we're backstage hanging out, and uh, Soul Asylum a bus comes rolling in, parks really close to where we were. Their manager, which I think was new at the time, comes uh, you know busting out of the bus and walks up to all of us standing around, and you got to remember we've known these guys forever. Uh, and he goes, uh, the band's really tired. Uh, don't don't bother the band. Uh, stay away from the band. Leave them alone. Uh, and we're like, uh, okay. Okay, pal. Okay. Uh, five minutes later, Dave and everybody else comes out of the on the bus, and they see us, and they're like, "Hey, how you guys doing? What are you guys doing here?" And we all hung out and had a great time. And that's manager. I still hate him, and I don't know who he was. You know what I'm picturing when you when you say that, Kenny? I'm thinking of Meatloaf in Wayne's World when he's t just telling everybody about the bands. You know who's playing? Crucial Taunt and the. <laughs> Ex the expletive Beatles. Oh, they any good? No, man, they suck. <laughs> hey, I just watched Wayne's World last week. Uh, it kind of holds up. It's all right. Yeah. Holly Roberts uh, from my talk told me, and I can't believe I missed this. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It just turned 30, I think, on Monday. So if you want to feel old, 30? Wayne's World 1 is 30 oh, years old. Green Day's God. album Dookie is uh, 28 years old. Yes. Also okay. on February first, I believe. February first, yeah. yeah. Ross just saw that. Happy did, birthday, Dookie. Did you? <laughs> uh, I made the mistake of following you, Ross, on Twitter. And oh, oh, it's did, a huge mistake if you don't like sports. Did you? I don't mind the sports stuff. Did you uh, tweet your like top five or ten movies recently? Was that you? Oh uh, no! Um, I guess I'll give a plug to uh, to somebody else in town. Chad Hartman was tweeting like his favorite John Hughes movies. That's what it was. And he said his favorite John Hughes movie, or at least fourth, was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. And I said, that's your fourth favorite John Hughes movie? Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a top three movie of all time. You no, don't even, you don't even have any of your top three John Ross, Hughes movies. Ross, that, that movie doesn't even belong in the top 50. Oh, sad. <laughs> That's a, a really good movie, Kenny. Come on. Yeah, it's all right, but I mean, come on. There's... I just watched it again about a year ago, and I hadn't seen it since it was out, and I, I still enjoyed it. Ross, next time you uh, run into a Matthew rookie, have him do uh, his John Candy impersonation. Oh, okay. It's so funny. Uh, John, did you bring anything to the table today besides oh, a barf bag? I have, have 8,000 stories here. Besides I just don't know a which... barf bag. I was kind of busy checking out that uh, Everly Brothers tribute album, so I'm kind of busy. Oh, I'm sending oh. it to you guys. <laughs> Oh, good. Good. Uh, I got one about the pandemic, a problem that apparently is popping up because of the pandemic. 
uh, gambling. Yeah. You guys gamblers of any kind? Not anymore. I'm reformed. <clears throat> never. I'm so glad I never. Uh, I'm too um, conservative with my money. I just, I'm like very miserly with it. I will only bring to the casino what I'm willing to lose. And, and that's about $50. And then okay. if I lose it all, I'm like, it's fine. You know I what respect, I mean? I, res- I respect that so much. Yeah. Uh, because my number was much higher. And yeah. I, yeah. yes, yeah. I did lose it. Mine, uh, my, me and my wife, about every time, my, my, my wife and I, pardon my English, about every uh, two months head to the casino and uh, we take some money with, but we only play the nickel slots. Yeah. I won't go, I won't go any higher than that. There's no oh, way. Yeah. God, do you hold hands the whole time, too? Well, usually we separate because we like different machines, Kenny. So. Okay. Are, are there uh, lizard, lot lizards work in the parking lot or uh, lot walking lizards. around? Yeah, you lot know. Oh, lizards. I know what they are. You don't have to like explain a, it. Is that like a gal? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. yeah, it's like a truck stop no, hooker. No, the place we go actually has a, a little uh, cart that'll uh, with an old man driving that'll take you to the front door so you don't have to walk. And Throw him uh, a five dollar bill. They're and, like, uh, he looks elderly. Pick him up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. God, that guy looks old. Let's ask him. Let's give the casino a plug then, since they're so up and up. Which one? Well, it's it's Treasure Island. We okay. go to Treasure Island. I that's, like Treasure Island. That's the one uh, I stayed at when Dawn, when we did Down and Dirty. I stayed oh, at Treasure Island. Great okay. casino. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've been to both of the grand casinos, and um, last time I was at one a few years ago, you could still smoke there. And that's really you know, I endorse Ooh. that. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. John, do you think the job requirement for that trolley driver it says must be old? Do you think <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Old AF Ross. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did you do the story? Oh, I yeah, have not done story. No, he hasn't done the story. <laughs> A recent survey from the National Council on Problem Gambling. It seems like that council would kind of have a biased view, doesn't it? A Washington-based nonprofit showed the risk of gambling has doubled since 2018. They surveyed 2,000 people to focus on attitudes and experiences gambling both online and at casinos. Uh, There's been a marked increase through November of last year. The helpline received almost 240,000 calls. That's about 22,000 per month. Uh, That's up considerably, almost 5,000 calls a month from the years 2018 and 2019. Similar helplines in about a dozen states have had rising calls from gamblers in their 20s, 30s, and 40s since the spring of 2020, which is, of course, when this whole pandemic mess uh, started getting underway. The other problem, uh, if you watch football, and you know this, uh, sports betting has become very, very popular. And in fact, they're advertising on all the football games. It spiked nationwide after that Supreme Court decision cleared the way for it to be legalized beyond Nevada. In the first 10 months of 2021, overall sports betting generated $3.16 billion, wow. with a B, wow. dollars, more than double the sum for the same period in 2020. There's something really sad to me about betting on sports at home alone. So when you lose, you're all alone. Yeah. When you win, you're all alone. I was lucky enough to spend a lot of time in both Vegas and Reno uh, and actually did a number of Super Bowls um, in a casino. And you have to get down there really early in the morning um, to reserve a spot in the sports book because otherwise you won't have a place to sit. And so then you just kind of sit there all day and run back and forth to the a horse track uh, book and, and make silly bets. But How do you save your seat? Uh, you put coat, your purse there? Oh. Coat and a friend. Okay. And um, when when you lose a lot of money in, in a Vegas sports book, so does everybody else. So you're all you screaming. You can commiserate yeah. with people and yeah. be with the other losers. Yeah. 
and the same with the winning. Um, but the different bets that you can make just on a football, I mean, from coin toss to virtually everything, mm. uh, they'll, they'll give you a chance to lose your money. But for me, the most satisfying part of um, the sports book was going over to the racetrack section. And you got to remember, in order to make this work, you have to drink all day. Uh, and, and drink something like like my specialty was screwdrivers and coffee, so you stay wired. You stay oh, wired and no. drunk. Because I didn't. I don't like cocaine. I, I'm I'm not interested in doing oh, that wow. kind of drug. Like that is an option. Well, it is for a lot of people. Okay. You can tell they're all snarfed up. Oh boy. Um, but there's nothing more satisfying than having bets down at four or five different tracks across the country at the same time. And you just go from monitor to monitor, winning and losing money, so much so that you have to actually bring all your tickets back to the window and let them tell you uh, what you've won and what you lost. It's so fun. Oh, my gosh. And in the early days of Canterbury, um, the track down in Shakopee, uh, I was very broke, very, very broke. And I used to go down there once a month to win enough money to pay rent. And it always worked wow. for me, Don, because I'd, ha- I'd had a press pass because I was in radio. So I'd go up to the press box where all the handicappers sat. Mm. And they fed me all this information. And we had a machine, a betting machine, right in the, right in the press Should box. Should you be talking about this? <laughs> um, okay, no, this Martha was all legal. Stewart. This was all legal. Okay. Uh, there was a pop machine in there, too, uh, and it was free, and it was full of beer. Um, oh, so pop. You- I thought you said a pot machine. I'm like, oh, what's God, that? Yeah. <laughs> There's oh, pot machines? No, not, <laughs> not for those rednecks. Uh, but that's John. That's actually where I got to know Dark Star, because uh, Dark Star, yeah, yeah Dark sense. would give me these great tips. So you just go from the row there where you're sitting back to the machine and put your bets in, and uh, you win enough money to pay rent and you go home. It was it was a good time. So you are one of these people that should have been calling the hotline. Well, that brings up my question. What can the hotline possibly do for you? Is well, it wouldn't... sick and twisted that I want to listen to the calls? <laughs> I, I, I do, wanna, too. I want to hear what they say, and I want to hear what they say back. They're like, all right, tell me what you've lost. Huh. Oh, well, I mortgaged my home. Oh, boy. Okay, what else? Oh, you know, I sold my kids' clothes. Well, okay. I mean, oh what is God. it? What's it like? What could they possibly do for you when you're that despondent? Do they despondent? yell at you? They go, listen. Listen, you stupid jackass. Yeah. What are you thinking? That's because that's the kind of counseling I need. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Wouldn't they send you somewhere? I mean, don't you think that's how it works? A counselor? uh, You have to, like, to a sports book? Or OTB? Mm -hmm. Off track bed? Somebody to help you. No, like a rehab or sports betting rehab? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? I don't know. You can't even play checkers. You might bet on that. Yeah, huh. Well, do know people like that. (laughs) One time um, I I came home from Vegas and I was so broke uh, that I couldn't pay the the cab home. And I lived up in North Minneapolis. I had to take that. That's a long cab ride from the airport up to yeah. Dowling. Were you just sweating it? What were you going to do? I went in, and it was a red-eye flight. I went in and uh, woke up my roommate and got about $60 in cash and came back down and paid the cabbie. Yeah. Was this the time before cell phones? Could you even alert your roommate? Yeah, no, there that, were no cell phones. That you weren't going to have the money to pay the cab? No. I don't have a lot of cash on me. Yeah, he ever. was PO'd. He was not happy. Oof. 
It's a very easy thing, though, to fall into. Just even me casually going to the casino, you know, if I'm down a hundred bucks or something, I'll, I'll, in my mind, I'm going, ah, I'll get some more money because yeah. I know I'll, I'll you, win. I'll keep. Of course, winning. you'll get it I'll back. Start winning. Guys, this isn't yeah. a problem. You are the people, both of yeah. you. Now, John saying it. <laughs> so, John, when you in the nickel slots, do they give you the opportunity to? maximize your bet i ask this because i used to play the dollar slots but i could bet three dollars at a time can you do that with you, the nickels you, you yeah usually i bet five nickels so i bet a quarter right uh, and, and it's a i always play poker uh, and then the machines i like are progressive so yeah. depending on your hand the next hand you can win you know three times the next hand you can win five times but you don't have to pay that much and usually you know it, it works out pretty even once in a while we win a little bit, once in a while we lose a little bit. But, uh, so yeah. I'm in Vegas um, staying at the uh, Flamingo Hilton. The, There's when, more. When Jesus. my, my <laughs> sister um, my sister turned 21, so uh, I took her to Vegas. And we actually stayed in the old, uh, really crappy part of the Flamingo. It was really cool. It was where yeah. the gangsters stayed, you know, like in the 50s and 60s. It was really neat. Um, but we found a, a lady was having really good luck on a dollar slot machine. She got up and left. We sat down, yeah. um, and I started doing $3 coins at a time. I'm doing pretty well. The one time I forgot to put in $3, I put in $2, and I won like $400. Of if I would have, If I would have put in one more dollar, it would have been 40000 can you believe that? That was the only oh. trip that I went home ahead uh, yeah. because of that do- that dollar slot machine. But it machine. still kills you that you didn't put that extra dollar, oh, even I'll though never, you won. I'll never forget it, ever. And then we flew to Dallas where I dropped her off. She lived in Dallas. And then I went to Miami. And then from Miami, I went to uh, Jamaica, uh, spent four <laughs> or five days in Jamaica. Then I went back through uh, um, uh, Miami, through customs, was searched. I mean, the real search. Got back to Minneapolis, went to the CC Club, closed that down, got up at 3, 4 in the morning, and went right to the hospital. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is a... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, uh, you're just bragging now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that was some serious wow. pain. It was the food, uh, food and water in Jamaica, you know. What, really? yeah. what if you would yeah. have won that 40K, <laughs> sure. though, Kenny? That could have, I mean, you, you think I, about it as a big loss, which it was, but it could have really screwed you up, though. Think about what it could have Ross, done for future I probably, gambling habits. No, I probably would have died in Jamaica. <laughs> well, there's, Seriously. There's that. Good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But you do remember that forever, though. I uh, recall 15 years ago we went to one of the casinos. We were playing penny slots. I got a royal flush and won $500. I should be happy, right? Yeah. I'm playing pennies. But I thought to myself, damn, if I'd been playing the quarters, I'd have, yep. you know, two, three grand now. Yeah. Which, you know, is a dumb way to look at it, I guess. But yep. I suppose that's part of the gambling problem that we're talking about. I got yeah. kicked out of a casino once. Oh, yeah, that's almost impossible. Right. I've got a circus, circus stories like that. But what's your story? It was my daughter's 21st birthday. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I took her and her friend. Uh, to a casino. Um, in dirty Missouri? Or was it one of those boat casinos? Uh, no. <laughs> in Missouri, you have to be on the river. Yeah. So you have to be, yeah. It, no, so it wasn't in Kansas City or St. Louis. It was actually 
Um, the closest to us is right over the border into Oklahoma. So we're close. <laughs> like, it's right by Joplin. So you pass Joplin, and then you have some casinos there because that starts the reservation yeah. area. Uh, and so we went there, and, you know, we had a hotel room. Um, we got really drunk, and then um, there was a band that was playing called Sex. And it was a great band. The lead singer is this. She looks like Rihanna. She sounds like her. They were really funky. It was a great band. My daughter and her friend had left, and I didn't realize it. I mean, we were doing shots with people. They had left. They went away. And I was still having a great time with the band. Right. Thanks a lot. No backup. So um, I, the, the guitar player came down on the floor and was playing the guitar in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. And I was escorted out and they told me you can't touch him like that <laughs> you can't touch the band members like that and so keyword I was, member i was like oh i didn't know i don't even remember that is terrible but i was so paranoid that i got kicked out of the casino i thought oh. we were going to be kicked out of our room or arrested so i went back to the room and they were still up like laughing and all this stuff and i'm like we gotta go now i'm like we've got oh to go and they're like we're not going anywhere you're really drunk we're drunk we're not driving in or I'm, I'm like we're gonna get kicked out i just got kicked out of the casino and then i tried to go back in like an hour later and they go nope you gotta go <laughs> i'm so embarrassed still about that i can't believe it oh and then her poor friend got sick in the hotel room in the night and oh it's not worth well, it. Well, as you know, as a guy who played in bands for forty years, I didn't mind it when I was playing a solo and somebody touched <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that makes it better. I think I was. I don't know. I don't even want. I don't know. I don't think I touched him in any bad areas. I was just. I thought we were alone, and you know, he was. We were supposed to be dirty dancing or something. Right. Oh God. How so embarrassing. Uh, I'm glad my daughter wasn't there. But who yeah. knows what I did before that? That's the only time I was drinking that I don't remember. I think I just kind of let loose because she was older and, you know, I wasn't driving anywhere and I couldn't handle all the liquor. And she... I am not the liquor. <laughs> oh, uh, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> Mr. Leahy. Mr. Leahy. Mr. Leahy. I am the liquor. Man. Uh, I need I a shirt that says, I am not the liquor. Rand man. Come over here, you sexy beast. <laughs> Jeez, Mr. Leahy, is that you or the liquor talking? I am Randy. the liquor, Rand I man. Oh, Ross, liquor. Ross sounds frighteningly, frighteningly like yeah. Randy. <laughs> I'll be doing this podcast next week, sure. Let's just have that. Oh, God, that would be so and with awesome. And uh, <laughs> Oh, that's so, hideous. You know, I, I, so the first Hunter Thompson book I read was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. which was just a mistake. Because so, um, you think that you can do all that and get away with it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So we had started, and, and this was all work people. We, we all had uh, problems. We uh, were staying out on the strip, but we uh, went downtown and we started downtown and then worked our way back to the strip and got to the Circus Circus. And of course, the Circus Circus plays a big role in that book, the revolving bar and the uh, trapeze people yeah. up above. And by the time I got to Circus Circus, it was borderline blackout time. <laughs> and, and their blackjack tables, that was my game. They allow you to touch the cards. You can hold the cards. 
And evidently, and I don't remember this, when I had a bad hand, I didn't like it. I threw my cards at the dealer. Mm. Oops. And then I turned and walked away and don't know where I went and ended up meeting up with them later at, uh, I don't know, Caesars or something. But they asked me if I had been arrested um, and if they found me. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, when you threw your cards at the dealer, they called security and security came looking for you. And you start thinking about that, and you go, well, how bad is their security system and camera system if I could throw my cars at the dealership and stumble out of there and not get caught, grabbed by the collar, uh-huh. and, and thrown out the front door? But I, I never went back to Circus Circus. Gosh, Circus Circus. I have a friend who used to work in the basement where they had all the carnival games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he ended up traveling with the the real circus after that because there were carnies that would work there in their off season. Yeah. And they taught him how to do some tricks and stuff. Um, don't laugh, but he learned how to, oh, God, he learned how to be a sword swallower. Huh. <laughs> Danny, well, you, I said, don't laugh, you, a real. Ross's like, a ears real... perked up. You know how to do that, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> That happens to a lot of guys in oh, Vegas. I hear. Stop it! <laughs> what stays in Vegas? <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Oh my gosh, he has a lot of stories, but yeah, it's it's a weird That's, weird uh, life for sure. Is, you teach any as... tricks? Me? <laughs> no. As long as we're telling Vegas stories, uh, I went out there with a morning show I used to work with, Van and, and uh, Cheryl. That's right, and Kenny will know Hey Man, who I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, our old boss. He yeah. was with us. Yeah, and, uh, we stayed at a hotel. Uh, we, we were actually at the Golden Nugget because we were kind of run down. At, right, hellhole. Yeah, love the nugget. Yeah, love the nugget. I love. I used to love the hellholes in Vegas. Well, and remember they had the uh, Fremont Street yes. and the lights and everything. Yep. But any anyway, then we wanted to go to the Strip. So, hey, man, you know how he, he, he got all the hey, time. He's very hey, excitable. Man, let's let's yeah. go down the strip. He said, well, we don't need to uh, drive or get a cab or anything. We'll take the, the uh, little shuttle buses they have. No. <laughs> well, no. We, no. we all hop in there. There was maybe 10 of us. Among them, somebody else you know, uh, Stephanie, uh, the former salesperson there who now is on air, I think, still. Isn't she at FM 107? Steph Hansen. Yes. She, she, oh, she sat, Stephanie. She, yeah. sat, she sat down. And me and uh, the other producer of the morning show sat down behind her. There's a fella who looked very strange who was standing. And literally his hip was against her head. And he kept saying things like, I should have killed her when I had the chance. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and <laughs> Steph Hansen said, oh, my God, did you hear what there's, this guy's saying? <laughs> no, yes, she, no. she, she didn't Stop. say anything. She, she turned around and looked at, at us like, are you guys going to protect me if this guy grabs me by the neck? We've already been, you know, yeah. put, oh, yeah. putting yeah. a few back. So we're laughing. And, and But the whole trip was like that. And afterwards, we, we grabbed Heyman. And said, uh, "Did you hear any of that?" He goes, "What? What? No!" So we yeah. had to explain it to him. And then he, uh, Kenny, knowing he man, ran around Las Vegas like a madman and made us follow him. So we were twenty yeah. paces behind him. But if yeah. we didn't follow him, he got mad. So. Yeah, and he was tall, so his pace was uh, gigantic. Uh-huh. Hey, man, let's go over here. Hey, man, let's do this. <laughs> that's that's, that's why we always called him Hey, man. Okay, hey, so man. this is in this is weird. But I at Goodwill or no half price books, I found a Van and Cheryl. CD. I'm on there. And I I bought it. It was two dollars. <gasps> oh, 
I just recently threw it away because I thought I'm never going <laughs> to listen to this. I'm serious. You? I threw it away because I'm like, oh, I was going to give it to the uh, morning show over at KS95. And I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. You, you I could have clean opened that up and seen a picture of me when I graduated from high school in a bow tie. If you'd have opened up If I had the, uh, any idea you were on it, I would have listened to the whole thing. <laughs> it was like bits from Van and Cheryl, and I'm like, well, what's this about? Oh, i got to check this out. No offense at all to the, them. I don't know them at all, but I thought, what are the bits from 1985? Right. <laughs> like, well, well the, best, the best thing on that CD, and again, I'm nothing against Van and Cheryl, but we had Mitch Hedberg on as a guest. Yeah. What? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, was we, it on the that, CD? That segment was on the CD. I, and I, he I've got to go. So I'm so funny. mad at myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Was, uh, well, Mitch he, was a the, local guy, so it, sure, he was yeah. easy well, to get yeah. on. Sure, yeah. but I shouldn't have thrown it away. And it was very early in the morning, and Mitch was already perhaps under the influence, as they say. Yeah, from two days ago. And, he's just going strong. <laughs> I can't believe and, uh, I threw it away. Van said something along the lines of, uh, yeah, my kid has small pox, and that's chicken pox, whatever kids get, something yeah. that. And then Mitch just looked in the air, and this won't translate as funny as it really was, but he just looked up in the air and he went, oh, man, that's some old-fashioned stuff. <laughs> 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 and, and, of course, just his look on his face and laugh, we all just <laughs> could not oh, help God. it. Boy, he was the best guy ever. He was such a sweetheart. At yeah, Subway, duck really seat nice free. Guy. That's my. That's one of my bits that that always makes me laugh. <laughs> I think Bigfoot is blurry. <laughs> that's why there are no pictures of Bigfoot that aren't blurry. <laughs> I, I actually, Roycey was on one of our a trip uh, with us uh, to Vegas. I think it's when we actually stayed downtown at Bob Stupak's Vegas World. Uh, and then some very nefarious things happened with listeners there. Eventually, it got to the point where um, I asked my uh, now um, um, roommate to accompany us to uh, keep keep me uh, keep me in line. Oh. And she basically came along just to babysit me. That was nice. Oh, wow. that's fine. That's good. Yeah. Huh. Oh, the memories. Uh, memories. Got another one, Johnny? Before we split. Uh, yeah, let me. Uh... Back here. How about uh, let's talk about this doll, uh, Ross? You said us this story. I, uh, Ross I said like something highly inappropriate off the air regarding this story. He, he did actually. Oh, I must uh, have missed it. She, it was before you sat, Don. Okay. We'll, we'll tell you what it was. Yeah, in I'm just sure it'll come up. Sheriff's deputies in Georgia were surprised to learn last week that what was reported to be a woman's body found along a hiking trail was actually a life-size doll that uh, was complete <laughs> with accessories, meaning. Uh, skimpy clothing, basically. The oh. doll, who they dubbed Selena, was seen in the Hichiti National Forest. And was, I'm sorry to all Georgians <laughs> if I pronounce that wrong. And was reported to authorities last Thursday, but responding deputies quickly realized it was just a case of littering, not homicide, according to the Jones County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the department uh, joked the victim, now named Selena, is a little under the weather. But she's been having a nice day and is expected to make a full recovery. The Facebook uh, post continued, in all seriousness, thank God for small blessings. It just turned out to be a case of littering. If you know Selena or are responsible for her whereabouts, rest assured no DNA was collected. You are oh, safe. Gross. That's oh. horrible. Horrible. Ew. Uh, the, the post racked up more than 37,000 likes, 7,500 comments. Uh, one person saying, now that's funny. Don't care who you are. Another replied to that. Not if you're Selena. <laughs> oh. So 
there's a picture or two, and she's very, very lifelike. Which I'll post, by the way, on it's the GL socials. Super oh. creepy. So lifelike that um, the young lad who, uh, he looks like a churchgoer to me. Uh, to paraphrase, uh, I, I think what he said was, uh, "I'd take a run at her." You know, if you if, <laughs> oh if you God. if you put her in the shower know, and, and clean her up clean a bit, up. I mean, first off, this picture she's kind of posing that I sent you guys. You oh know, right, kinda, she has her hand up, going, "Hey, yeah, she's doing the hey, check me out." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine though if you just drove by that or you were jogging past that? Yeah, you, you might think it's a dead body. Oh, I think you if wow. it was face down, you would think that it's real. I mean, without a doubt, I well, think you would. Well, we would. You would think uh, something super, super nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> Notice he's very up, creepy. He brought up jogging right away, and suddenly I heard the music. Jogging down the path the other day, and you wouldn't believe what I saw. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Don, should I call uh, Such and have him uh, safely escort you out of the room? Oh, I'm, my gosh. I'm worried about your safety. You're talking point. about him? I can take him over there. Come on now. <laughs> Would we describe her as a, a dirty blonde? I think maybe we would. <laughs> Ross, uh, you get the final word of the show. Uh, thank you very, very much for once again uh, suffering through this episode of News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. We might be around next week. Thanks for listening to News maybe from not. the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. I am the liquor.